Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. I will avenge you, Normies. I will record your podcast, and I will kill you, Fjolnir. We head north to talk all things Norse. It's the Northmen on Normies Like Us. You heard it up top. We're back. We're at the gates of hell, an actual active volcano, because that's right. We're talking the one, the only, the Northmen here on Normies Like Us, talking some Viking stuff today with your hosts, um, Colin the Fool. I'll be Mike, Mike Near. This is... Uh, Cheers. I was going to say Ooh. Jake Near. Oh, Because wow. I don't know what my... No, we're uh, brothers. I don't know what my you know, Viking name would be, but well, I'm pretty sure brothers get along famously in this movie. So <laughs> yes. we, we should be fine. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> bad could happen. Ethan Hawke's we're here last on name North was like War us. Raven. Uh, <laughs> the other one's name. Well, no, he called himself the man. War, bear, the war Raven. Or, the, or yeah. The, there's the wolf, the, the bear guy. wolf, the bear wolf. I'm sorry. It was yeah. the bear wolf. Yes, yeah. Yes. You're, you're the bear wolf, Jacob, and you're the war. Thank raven, you. Mike. <laughs> that works. I like that. So Raven to me. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> But it's, uh, yeah, we have the Northmen, you know, yes. the latest Viking epic. We're going to be talking about the movie, but there's going to be a little bit of different style kind yeah. of offerings here. Yeah, we're say. doing, we're, we talked about this in our last one, Normies. If you haven't caught up, uh, we're switching up our style. We're kind of doing some loosey-gooseys here. Yeah, we're talking Northmen. Yeah, we're talking Norse men. We're talking Vikings. Mm-hmm. We're talking all that good stuff. We'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, first up top, we're just going to keep doing what we kind of usually do in a bigger format, but a whatcha. But kind of just check in now and just say whatcha, whatcha, right? But uh, I I had the idea before we started uh, to switch up here because uh, Nermis, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast, of Mike's 3D printing obsession. And I want to oh, throw wow. out a, a whatcha <laughs> printing. I want to hear, mm. like, what's the what's the build of whatcha the moment, printing. my man? Okay. Wow. A printing update. Yes. So, um, I, I recently have been, I finished printing things for the printer and oh, calibrating it. So, so the latest obsession, yes. the goal was I needed to print a mount that would attach to the printer so that you could put a GoPro so then I can film time lapses of, of the oh, prints. Oh, genius. Of course. Cause the idea is to do like TikTok or Instagram videos of printing stuff, maybe painting it down the road, like models, D and D terrain, things like that. And now I have a way in which to capture um, the entire print process from start to finish. And that's kind of been the big project that's been going on in the background and now it's done. So maybe, maybe there'll be amazing. some stuff going out. That's yeah. amazing. I, I have to make fun of you first for just a second. Mm-hmm. The fact that you are printing stuff for the printer. We have talked about this before. It's the can the mm-hmm. replicator replicate a replicator question, right? Where it's just like, one smaller than itself. Yeah, but yeah. Could you, can you print <laughs> right. a full 3D printer in your 3D printer, Mike? Uh, you might need to buy a couple, like, you know, a couple components, but you could theoretically print mostly a 3D printer minus stepper motors. Yeah, you could print a whole frame. Yeah, you could like, print you could all the different parts. Print another printer yeah, yeah. And just put amazing. the electronics in it 
It's so amazing. that's the meme, though. It's like, oh, yeah, if you're a 3D printer, half the hobby is printing things for the printer. Mm. And the rest of it's everything else. But, yeah, it's um, it's been good. It's a fun little hobby, and it runs in the background all day. So yeah, I like to keep the, the machine working, much like a fuel near and his slaves on the That's farm. Right. You know, if they're not no. working, you know, who is? So <laughs> no, the printer... Well, you I may like have a 3D printer, but I have a 4D printer. That's right. I can print oh. time. Oh, wow. No, you can print That's time? Right. Yeah. That's I don't know how it works. I'm not a scientist, but uh, yeah, it's a 4D printer. Do you think... You need the 5D one. Whichever one prints money, that's what I want. Do you think the first person who makes a time machine will explain it as, it's a 4D printer? <laughs> they should, that's yeah. That's pretty good. It's yeah, more that's like an a 4D idea for a sci-fi fax movie. machine, because yeah. it's like transmitting you. Yes. Right? Right. Maybe yeah. through the quantum foam of 4D fax. You just go through yeah. it. Time travel. Not technically possible, but... Well, forward, but not backward. Oh, that's this true. movie, that's true. as one will get to, it does make its best attempt for us to travel back in time. That's true. Uh, it's one of the most accurate Viking movies, but we'll get there. Colin, what's that's your true, watch? Are you out of my 3D printing, man? What's, you know, what do you got I, going on? I, I, I say we just maybe even just stick to video games because I do want some like Elden Ring updates from you guys. I'll, I'll just mm. throw it out there and say, Normies, I was so close to getting a PS5. I won't tell the long story Uh-oh. out of here. I've, I've just thrown it out to these guys so many times, but it's it was it's, it was seeming so close for a moment but no um oh, i don't man. know i'm just uh, jacob and i are kind of having a pokemon moment so we're uh, i'm kind of jamming on that right now yeah nice nice yeah i've seen a lot of pokemon going on jacob how about you yeah i could talk a little about my uh well i got a switch recently and of course what's the first mm-hmm. game that i got on switch pokemans pokemon pokemans uh mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, yeah. I got Pokemon Sword of the Sword and Shield generation. You might have heard of it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's been fun just playing an old Pokemon game and uh, collecting What's it like, all. Jacob? What's it like? It's there been was... a long time for you. Yeah. Well, you know, I have some older so games. Is your first right 3D here. one? I have, mm. you know, what's this? Uh, uh, the Crystal. Is that Silver? Or, Crystal? Uh, Crystal, is that one of them? <laughs> Crystal Gen yeah. 3. Okay, yeah. yeah. We just had a visual aid <laughs> listeners of a no a, Game Boy, Boy Stance. On it. Yeah. yeah, a cartridge with no <laughs> yeah. sticker. You rarely well, I bought see that, that online. That's from the flea market. Yeah, yeah. and it came <laughs> very like, legit. It came in a plastic baggie, unmarked, and it was, mm-hmm. it was very odd. But <laughs> you know, it was enjoyable. Five star seller, baby. <laughs> <That's> right, baby. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Sword and Shield. It's it's fun. You know, uh, the old style Pokemon. Very you know tried and true formula. You could say, you know, maybe they should do more to uh, sort of change up the formula a little bit, and maybe they will with the new uh, release. But uh, this one, you know, it adds Hmm. the wild section, which is more of a open-ish world where you can wander around and fight different kinds of Pokemon. But it's essentially just the same as like the wild grass, just expanded on a larger scale. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I thought I was good, good at Pokemon. Then I went over to, you know... Xkaida, friend of the podcast, went over to his mm-hmm. house, saw his Pokemon collection, and I saw Colin's Pokemon collection, and we those guys put me to shame. They got you know the shinies, they got everything. So I'm a Pokey novice compared to them. Yeah, we are in the cult, unfortunately. Now let me ask you, Jacob, because this is a Switch, it's kind of your first Nintendo console in a little bit. Your last one was maybe the GameCube. That you did not have a Wii or a Wii U, right? Mm, no, no. no. No, no, no. GameCube Useless. it is. Yeah. Does not matter. 
Only uh, only half of the United States got Wii's, and he was not the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the top selling consoles <laughs> ever. Yeah. Listen, um, Colin had a Wii U, sports? which uh, I did. Which you know, we sucks. could talk about too. I am but, a loser. Yeah. It sucks. But but yeah, let, me, let me ask you this yeah. real quick. This is a landmark game that you own because it's the first home console version of a Pokemon game. It's not just a mobile game anymore, baby. It's a core yes. line series that's on the Switch, quote unquote, which mm-hmm. can't dock. Go to your TV. You fucking. You dock this motherfucker when you switch? You you fucking docking this boy or how you play it? You just mobile it? No, I, you know, ever since I've got my switch, I've exclusively used it as a Game Boy, essentially, with, <laughs> you know, the handheld, with the controllers and the little slots. Yeah. I haven't hooked it up to my TV yet. I'd like to, you know, try it, give it a, a you know, a swing on the, the big screen, see what that's like. But uh, I have not mm. done that yet. So, but the convenience I mean, we... of just having the mobile, you know, playing in bed, you know, playing wherever, it's great. Super, uh, you know, super nice. And meanwhile, the rest of us are waiting for the Steam Deck to, like, you know, be released in it, or, right. you know, a- anything else that's technology-based to acquire one. Um, I know some of the, the homies would hook it up to the TV, and seeing Pokemon in 4K was pretty wild. Um, I don't know if it outputs 4K. The TV was. I'm not sure what the maximum resolution of a, a Switch yeah. dock is. Oh, I'm but sure it's still it 720, HD. Mike. It's well, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. said, Mike. Uh, but it looked good. <laughs> upscaled. You know, like you were saying, it was basically, we were basically in a Nintendo ad the other week when we were just all hanging out, playing Pokemon, battling, trading, uh, you on know, the if roof, Nintendo exec dock, saw that, the dock, yeah, two, yeah, very. They would um, just lose their minds if they saw that. But uh, no, I like the Switch. I like the. I mean, it's kind of a genius concept, and it's something they were trying to do with the Wii U, right? But that the Wii U is kind of like the first failed attempt at the Switch, where you have the mobile ability, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was more constrained. I think the Switch is is from a hardware perspective is great. Yeah, I mean, you could literally play Dark Souls on yeah. it anywhere you want. Like, that's yes. pretty sick. You it, know, not to mention, you know, a ton of other games. Doom I, Eternal, well, I mean, oh, Jesus. Mike, I got <laughs> blindsided the other day in our chat when other friend of the podcast, Cole, was like, Jacob, why don't you have Minecraft? And I was like, Colin, you idiot, why doesn't he have Minecraft? That's his yeah, favorite right? game. I should, you well, would love to be in bed and play that, Jacob. I would. Well, we had that's our perfect. Minecraft moment cool when we were on, yes. you know, Let's our another friend of the podcast, Let's Adam's server. Back. And uh, that what's great about Minecraft is is the crossplay. So I was playing on PC. Other people on the server were playing on Switch, and we can play together. Oh, nice. And so if Minecraft can do it, you know why can't all games do it, right? But uh, it's super nice. So maybe I will have to buy Minecraft for a fourth or fifth time on a different uh, platform. And, a worse uh, version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as it's not Skyrim, you can buy it as many times as you yeah. want. I won't be upset. That's right. But I mean, I've put more hours yeah. into Minecraft than maybe any game that's ever existed so i guess it's earned my money right except the game of life but yes yeah it's definitely one of your favorites you spend a lot of time with yeah. it yeah for sure mind re-rolling my um, stats in that one hit us with the what you right, right what are you playing right now yeah just briefly you know we did a whole elden ring thing i'm still playing that here and there but um a uh, friend of the podcast chris he's been on the final fantasy 7 and some of the lord of the rings episodes he got me speaking of lord of the rings the shadow of mordor and shadow of war games oh yo I thought those were the ones with Gimli and Legolas, but they're not. No. You're just some guy. Yes, I've played. And it. it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, cool. So I've been playing. I played eight hours on Sunday. I was just like in a zone. Wow. Like I watched the Northmen on um, Saturday and then eight hours of Shadow of War because basically the coolest part is that nemesis system. I don't know if you guys yes. are familiar. 
basically enemy captains will remember you know for the listeners when you fight them whether you defeat them they defeat you and then like there's this relationship of you know if they defeat you they get more powerful and then they'll talk shit or if you defeat them they might come back now with like a scar on their face and a metal plate and they're like you did this to me i'm gonna right. get you you know yeah. so like there's this theme of like the these emergent stories and it's like kind of randomly generated mm. which which keeps everything fresh but I think it kind of ties into the vibe because when I'm trying to sleep, I'm just thinking about the Northmen and then that game. And it's just everyone wants so much revenge. Yeah. And I think a big meditation is, is revenge good? And we'll get to that yes. when we get right. to the Northmen. But like, yes. there's a lot of revenging happening in Shadow of Mordor, which I thought was quite appropriate. And it's a little more handholdy with than Elden Ring, which is not always a bad thing. Mm. Like, it's a little easier on you. You know, it's like, it's okay to do something casually, I guess. So I'm having a casual little go. Well, you know, Mike, I saw you playing on, you know, my Steam friends. I saw you were playing that on Sunday. I was like, oh, man, uh, I've played that a little bit. I've played uh, Shadow of Mordor, the first mm-hmm. one, uh, a couple hours, uh, and then I never really picked it up again, but I did enjoy it. It's just, you know, there's so many games, so little time, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. I did enjoy it. The controls, I wasn't picking up the controls super, like I didn't, you know, fall in love with the the control system, I guess. So I was just like, oh, I'll come back mm. to this if I feel like it. But uh, yeah, it was fun though. It's, I mean, it's I might, a lot I might different than other games, like especially Elden Ring, like where the shoulder buttons are attacked. This is face buttons, but it's basically cloned wholesale from Arkham games. So if you like the Arkham combat, right. like you know, Joe, he he might enjoy this experience I a lot because it's it. very similar to the Batman combat. So. And I was playing another game with that combat style recently, uh, Mad Max. Oh, yeah. Which is, I think you I mentioned Speaking of bit. Valhalla, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, which is, that's a fun little underrated <laughs> little fun game from 2015. Unrelated um, to the movie yeah. from the same year. Question but yeah. to both of you. Completely unrelated. Well, it is. No, it's not completely unrelated. No, it's unrelated. not tied no, into the universe not, at all. Well, but anyway, yeah, that's yeah, for another yeah. time. Very, it's you're very much tied in. Yes, but Mike okay. hates that game not because of the Martin scripted Joe. Stuff. We talked about it. No, the... That's question. Okay, Martin <laughs> Joe's in it? All right, sorry. I think, no, the, the main villain of the game is an Morton right, Joe's right, son. Right. Oh, okay. So it's years yeah. down. Okay, question okay. You were right. Guys. I was wrong, Jacob. I apologize. Does the sorry. Lord of the Rings game feel like Lord of the Rings? And does the Mad Max game feel like Mad Max? Ah. This, I say it feels like the end part where Sam and Frodo are in Mordor, like trying to hide amongst the goblins. And it's like, this place is fucking terrifying. Because, like, it's an open world, but like there's always an orc like every 10 feet. Shit. Like you never feel safe. Like you're, you constantly feel exposed and then like you'll be trying to escape because yeah. it's hard to heal. So you always are kind of like on the back foot, even when you're powered up. Cause then like two or three more orcs will show up and be like, I remember you, you son of a bitch. And you're like, Oh God, not this guy, not thrall the throat ripper. Fuck dude. Thrall you know, they all got the funny names. And you're like I got to get out of here. You don't get a horse or anything. You got you don't the get strangler kind of and stuff. And it's right. like, dude, man, I don't, I really don't need this right Amazing. now. You don't have a horse. Yeah. So it creates a good sense of dread. Fuck I think off, that Borg. being in Mordor. Yeah. The ch- you're not going to choke me, but yeah, it feels like the dangerous dark parts of Lord of the Rings. Almost probably a better tone than what we're going to get with the Amazon show that's supposed to be darker. But right. that's my thought. Right. How about Mad Max? I would say Mad Max, the big selling point uh, of the game is that you feel like you're Mad Max. You feel like you're <laughs> roaming around the wasteland. Um, and really, if you wanted to ever play an open world game where you were Mad Max, this is the game. Uh basically he loses his car at the beginning of the game. Right. Mm. And it's kind of about, so that, that part of it's very similar to the movie Fury road. Uh, Uh, But 
the what you're trying to do is you're making a new car called the Magnum Opus, and so you're upgrading this new car constantly. That's a sick so name for maybe, a car. You know, yeah, the Magnum Opus, and you can make it with different body styles and different augmentations and stuff, so you can kind of customize it. Um, but you know, some hardcore fans of the show or the movies might not like it because he might want more time with you know his his classic car. But uh, the car, and I think the car combat especially is what really sells it. Going around, they've got caravans. You take on caravans, and you can like side bash them or ram them, and it's just really good car combat. I think that's what kind of makes the game hmm. strong. Yeah, I mean the car it's is not an amazing identity. game by yeah by any rate, but it's it's it, what it's trying to do. I think it does it well. So I think that game really never got enough uh, never appreciation it. when it came out in twenty fifteen. Totally, I see. It's crazy. Well, maybe wait for Steam. I say maybe both of these wait for a Steam sale, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, if you can get it on sale, Shadow of Mordor is great too on sale. Um, some underrated games for sure. Yeah. Maybe that's a good transition to maybe, uh, you know, ride glorious on the Fury that's Road. Right. You know, the, I'm awaited in Valhalla. Let's talk another uh, Norse inspired thing The Northman, the movie, coming up after this. I will go to Valhalla! We're back. We were talking some violent video games. We're about to talk a violent movie because we're talking The Northman here on Normies Like Us. The Northman. That's right. Um, so Northman. All right. Again, if you've seen the trailers, it's uh, obviously kind of a setup you might be familiar with. The classic kind of revenge story. You know, boy exiled from his kingdom has to return one day and reclaim it. Uh, and, you know, the honor of his father. This is basically Hamlet which is also basically Lion King and the main <laughs> character is named Amlet, which is the tale that supposedly inspired sure, Hamlet sure. anyway. So this is kind of closer source, but I think it's really hard to talk about this movie without kind of addressing the big twist, because I think the way the marketing materials and the way it presents itself to you in the first act is very different from what it delivers on. And it's kind of hard to, Say well, there's a twist. It's just yeah. the Lion King without talking about the twist. So I'm saying let's mention the twist and then discuss kind of the theme and the you know the ramifications. So right now, normies, if you haven't seen so if it, you don't want to hear the twist. Turn it off. Go watch the movie first and come back at this timestamp now because uh, we're just going to go ahead and you know spill it. So basically, I'll set up the premise and then Jacob, you tell us the twist. So they set it up. Um, the boy is very excited for his father to come home. He has a loving mother. And then the brother is jealous and then kills his father, who is the king, kidnaps the wife, who is his mother. And they're going to kill the boy, but the boy escapes. And then that's where we get the famous, I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. I will, I will kill you. you, mother. Fjolnir. Kill you Fjolnir. So that's Fjolnir. his motivation to yes. avenge his father, save his mother and kill Fjolnir. Line. Yes. And you think it's just going to be a return to glory, the Lion King. It's going to be a happy ending. But what are kind of the twist elements that really mm. reframe the way we look at this revenge tale? Right, right. Well, basically, so, you know, he's living his whole life for revenge. And then, uh, you know, when he finally meets back up with his mother, he kind of finds out that his whole life was a lie. And mm -hmm. his past was not how he remembered it, right? As his mother explains to him. Uh actually your father was like kind of a piece of shit and I didn't like him. And I liked your uncle. Your uncle was actually like a great guy. 
And uh, so I asked your uncle she to kill actually, your dad. He's yeah, she you. actually asked him to kill leader. the dad. We see the evidence with his own son when he says, you should do the work a slave should do. We're going to be talking about some topics like that the entire time. So trigger mm. warning, uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There is evidence that Fjolnir is not a villain, Jacob. Yeah. Well, I would argue that, you know, saying who's a bad guy, who's a good guy. They're all like Vikings. Like they're all doing bad stuff. Like that. There's like you said, there's slavery is widespread during this time. People are killing people. So like, who's really a good, and that's what I think what's kind of great about this movie is it doesn't fit into the traditional, like heroes and villains. It just tries to tell the story accurately from sort of an unbiased point of view. So who can really say is, you know, Amlet a good guy or a bad guy is Fjolnir a good guy is, is his mom a good guy or bad guy? Who yeah. can really say? You I know? think that's what really I enjoy about this is, you know, I'm a big fan of the Green Knight, which is, again, is presenting this classic hero's tale that we should be familiar with and turning it on its side. And so in this, it's like even when he goes back to find Fjolnir, he sneaks in as a slave, right? He's going to <laughs> go to Fjolnir's farm, right? But then it's like Fjolnir's not even at his dad's kingdom. Like he got kicked out of it. Like he's just going to yeah. a farm. Like there's not even a kingdom for him to get back. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to save my mom. And she's like, I wanted you to fucking die, you piece of shit. I was a slave that your dad just picked, you know? Like, why did I like that? You know, so it's like, there's no mother to save. There's no kingdom. And then it's just vengeance for vengeance sake. At which point, you know, right. he does meet Anya Taylor-Joy, who he kind of sees Fjolnir's people fucking with her as a slave. And it's like, oh, that's what my mom was to my yeah. dad. So there's a lot of parallels kind well, of going on. Well, I think that's the ultimate message of this movie is that and you know this has been done many times before but uh there's that's you know confucius saying i think uh mm. if you seek revenge start by digging two graves yeah uh because you just you you know you're just killing yourself basically it's vengeance isn't worth it so at the end of this movie right he has a chance he's you know anya taylor joy is pregnant they have a chance to go be a family go be happy somewhere start a new life but he can't let this vengeance go and so he goes back and has the climactic battle with Fjolnir, right? He didn't need to do that. He could just leave, let mm-hmm. bygones be bygones. Fjolnir's but he probably not going to track him down. He's just farming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. They got away. No. They could just yeah. be happy and start a new life. He can't do it. So I think that's the ultimate message of this movie is that vengeance, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, man. Well, it has something to say with the cycle of violence, too, and like the cycle of revenge. Like it doesn't, like said, you know, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Start by digging two graves. It's like... Yeah, all he could do is, like, even, like, with his family, he's like, oh, they're going to be in danger, maybe. So, it's like, I just must remove myself from the equation so the children are never exposed to this lifestyle that my father exposed me to in this belief system that is ingrained in me. And it's like, he can't separate the man from the beast, kind of. And again, you know, is he a good guy? I mean, he goes, he kills his mom and then accidentally kills... Right, he kills his stepbrother who like attacks him, but was I don't think he was even him, trying yeah, to no. kill his stepbrother. Like that just kind of happened. He's, like and he's such a berserker yeah. rage she guy that he's just says kind of something to the out, effect but. of "There is good in you because you chose to save your brother." And his answer is, "There is nothing in me." And and I loved the other line that he has at one point of someone asks him like, "What do you? What have you made of your life? What do you do for a living?" And he says, "Life, I know nothing of it. Vengeance is all I know. You know, soon I will know living." Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and that's just yeah. what it is. He says, like, yeah, after this is done, maybe I can see if, if I, I like, like life, life or not. not you know? yes, yeah, that's, yeah. You're just like, what is his this? His whole life is essentially, <laughs> yeah, his life has no purpose other than vengeance. Now, let me, let mm-hmm. me set up something real quick to say. I love Hamlet. I love Shakespeare. You know, I love mm-hmm. – um, I've been watching a lot of Shakespeare movies lately for some reason. Truly, uh, even mm. being exposed mm. to that stuff, there's the 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 – key turn moment that I always have to have that happens in the five minutes if I'm seeing live Shakespeare or if I'm seeing you know a film Shakespeare of mm-hmm. I don't understand anything that's happening oh wait now I do it's almost like hearing another language right where you get into it I am like the 13th warrior yes I am <laughs> when he finally gets it yeah. almost unfortunately <laughs> at the age where a lot of this movie was lost to me because we didn't have subtitles. Even just that it is English, I just I have to read now what is being said and I I, I don't think I'm going to fully appreciate this movie till I have a home experience viewing. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. Colin, I kind of agree with you. When I'm at home watching things, I I'm an always subtitle kind always. of person. I just yep. like to know exactly what's being said. And, you know, the way people do audio levels now, it's like I can't. everything is louder than our, vocals. Our like theater, gunshots. Jake and I went together, it was mixed very oh. interestingly. It was Insane. very loud, Jake. Insane. We didn't talk about it afterwards. Hmm. It was very loud. And Well, I didn't know if that was just the theater. Know. It was just a little too loud or if the mix. But I feel like... An, an, Here's where we might have a bit of a disagreement, but I kind of like the maximalist approach that Robert Eggers has where he's throwing all these noises and, you know, sounds at you, kind of immerses you in the movie to agree. Like, Mm -hmm. I know he went to really great lengths to um, depict... You know, period authenticity. You like the, the type clothing. of grass that's there. It's like period yeah, authenticity. Yeah. Like, I'm not kidding. So, yeah. And I think the soundtrack kind of, kind of goes into that a little bit where you can kind of get lost in this movie. It's like a trance where you, you just kind of feel so immersed that you're like there. Well, when a scene the starts, Jacob, and a woman is singing the song that started in the soundtrack, but then she's doing it live naturally. And then in the background, you're watching her be sacrificed. And you're like, wait, I'm trying to figure out what's mm. going on here. And the camera's just Is this moving. diegetic or not? Yeah. yeah. It does kind of play with reality at, t- at points, too. There's some psychedelic, supernatural stuff some going on green in and night, out, too. You know, some yeah. mystical things yes. that you have determined. Uh, they did say, by the way, with the soundtrack, that uh, they use all period accurate instruments and drums. Like, you know, sure. was, you know, to make it feel like Robert Eggers really wanted this to be. And they, he claims with the anthropologists I mean, and stuff, the most accurate Viking oh yeah. period wow. movie ever made, which is pretty cool. talking viking cricket we're talking viking hockey who knows some crazy sport in the middle of it now how accurate is this um, viking field hockey viking yeah lacrosse now is this did the anthropologist tell him now uh when you're a young child a man will ask you are you the pup of a wolf or are you a king and you have to know whether to fart or burp at him <laughs> yeah yeah yes. yeah that's period accurate yeah well you know <laughs> Colin, when we got out of that movie, I said, I think the first thing I said is like, I didn't realize so much of being a Viking was just kind of dancing around a fire, <laughs> yes. pretending to be a wolf, uh, barking, uh, doing psychedelic mushrooms, mm-hmm. and just, I think it's great. You know, yeah, they're, they're one jokes. with nature. Yeah. I think yeah. it's great. <laughs> uh, but the berserker thing, the foe, yeah. 
is a real thing in like Viking culture is that they, they had these warriors that would kind of lose themselves to the point where they were taken over by a beast and not even in control of their actions really. And that's where the, these berserkers are, which you see at the beginning when he's fighting in that village. Uh, that was kind of a real thing where they, I think they just got so fucked up on like mushrooms that they thought they were like, you know, taken over by a bear. And they're also just taking like the Jack Torrance approach to acting. Like they're just getting so hyped up before the scene that it's like that with whatever substances yeah. they're taking, not the actors, but the berserkers, right? They're putting themselves in this mental state where they kind of, well, I think there's a lot of similarities yeah. if you look at like Maori cultures and stuff with mm. like the haka. Like that's something where you're using your adrenaline and, and getting uh, yourself in this ah! heightened state right before combat. Yeah. And it's like an intimidation yeah. factor as much as it is just a yes. combat prowess too. Like yes. it strikes fear into the well, enemy when he catches that spear and oh throws it God, at the guy. Oh, and they yeah. just start, yeah. like, come on, Everybody's dude. saying the video game-ness of it all. We'll talk about the side quest he has to do to defeat a mini boss at a certain point, I'm sure. But now mm-hmm. to me, oh, the dark yeah, souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, Mike, I mean, it is D and D. This is a great D and D movie. He's a barbarian. He enters a berserk state, yeah. loses it. Mike, explain your character. Yeah, my, my yeah. character's name is Amleth. He's a Viking berserker. I'd be like, his parents were yeah. killed by his uncle, and he wants to reclaim the honor great. of the kingdom. Roll him up, Doc. Oh my God, yeah. strength That's on the ground. You're like, yeah, strength twenty. <laughs> I just rolled it. Yeah, yeah. He's out here. I literally, you know, in in a D and D campaign that we played in the past, I literally had a barbarian yes. character named Thorgoth. Yeah, he, he just needed a uh, necklace from oh his family. He was a prince. He was a prince. He was a lost was. prince. Yeah. Jacob Berserker. <laughs> he would he would spit on the ground to intimidate <sighs> you people. You did a jailbreak. Yeah, yeah, that's You've done scenes of like my character sneaks <laughs> out of the slavers' quarters in the middle of the night. He searches around in the darkness. Like you can just see it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yes. Which can we talk about the first thing this guy does when he you know grows up, finds out where his uncle is, and he can go finally mm. commit the vengeance. He yeah, cut. he cuts his hair and he turns himself into a slave and sneaks onto a slave ship Swims to get close to it, this pops guy. Pops up and it's like, he, I've always been here. I'm a slave. And they're like, okay, I'm just here. Yeah, it's, it's me. He like, brands himself yeah, this too. This giant the hulking whole guy right. of Rus, yeah, Russia. Yeah. He's just really committed. He's willing to give up his freedom, become a slave just to get close to this guy so he can kill exact him. Exact revenge, yeah. So his berserker phase, that's that's the Hakuna Matata part of his journey. When he's murdering that village, that's his Hakuna that's right. Matata. And then now, you know, he's on his way back. He's um he's Ferris Bueller now. <laughs> Cut his, you know, hair and he's he's on the Simba? farm now, trying to infiltrate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you could you could relate this whole movie. So he's trying to get to Scar's farm, sure. right? And Scar has Nala, right? right? Yes. And, uh, and it's a smart plan, you know. Become a slave, <laughs> but, get but close. What if the twist? Uh, Taylor what Joy, if right? the twist of Lion King, Mike? Though was Scar yeah. was like, I'm a great leader. Fucking, uh, what's his name? He was, was a justified. piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, Mufasa, Mufasa was yeah. had your mom as a slave, yeah. and then just chose yes. her because she was pretty and elevated her to wife, right? It's an interesting, you know, decision because we really only see Ethan Hawke, the the father character, from the son's point of view as a child. So of course he's seeing it through a light of like, oh, that's my father. I must, you know, I worship I him in every way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they go and they have that drug trip where they, you know, pretend to be wolves with Willem Dafoe, uh, and then immediately after that, you know, 
And it's, it's great to see what was seeded in that beginning when you know what's to come. Because now you have the feast of the returned triumphant king, right? And then the brother walks in and he's all pissed off. William Defoe's making dick jokes about Nicole Kidman. And then it's like, it's just a yes. joke. It's just a joke. Ethan Hawke's trying to be like, yo, it's all good, brother. But then you can see that to the brother, it's not a fucking joke. That's his girl. This is all bullshit. You're bullshit, right? And right. I'm going to take right. this over. But like, you don't see that coming and then later you're like oh this all makes sense even the fact that she was laughing instead of screaming as she was being kidnapped yeah it's like the whole thing is from the eyes of the child like you said i need to see that moment again Mm -hmm. yeah it's good foreshadowing uh for sure and then we find out you know later that uh he also had willem dafoe killed uh the 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 jester i guess your wife's a whore and he's like fuck you (laughs) I'm gonna kill that guy, dude. And, and he, he did. did. Yeah, kid yeah. just trying which, to catch a snowflake. Next thing you know, his dad's getting yeah. killed. Uh, there's definitely some things about this movie that was confusing oh, there? at times, where he would just kind of, <laughs> you know, he would meet a seer at times, and I'd be like, "Is this person here?" A he witch. And then he meets this other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's there's Bjork, the seer that he first, uh, you know, tells him to, to go after, you know, his uncle again when he raids that village. Uh, and then later, at when he's a slave in uh, Iceland, he goes to this this witch, witch uh, who has Willem Dafoe's head. Yes, yeah, they took yeah, his yeah. eyes and he communes with Willem Dafoe. I replaced them, of course. He keeps me company. He gives his entire speech. Yes. He's like, "We talk all the time." <laughs> Again, I need to watch it with subtitles. It's like this is the craziest thing I have ever seen in my life. Well, that's why it's a little hard to follow at times. I totally agree with you. And with the accents and with the way they yes. kind of mumble lines, sometimes I was yes. like, "Wait, what?" But I think you know a lot of this is you know, accurate to yes. the Norse religion and the Norse religion, the paganism is very different than Christianity. And I think this movie kind of highlights you. It's a, it's a movie where the point of view is from a, a Norse centric, not a Christian centric. So Christians to them are like the weird ones. They worship a, a dead guy on a nail to a tree. tree. That's fucking yeah, amazing. That's great. Yeah. Descriptor. <laughs> but like death means yes. different things to them and like they can commune with the dead and the, the you know, spirits and yes. that kind of thing. So what, it's just very interesting to and see to that, that point. That isn't but, there yeah. some line he says of mother, you died by a blade. That's good. You'll get into some sort of special part of Valhalla. Not necessarily that you died like a warrior, like I'm trying to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I think so. They're like, you know, they're yes, like Klingons sure. in that they want to yes. die in battle. Ethan Hawke is very concerned yes. about dying in battle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you know, like the Klingons getting into Stovokor, uh, you can't get into Valhalla if you Stovokor. die peacefully in your bed. You have to fucking die fighting. Boots you know? on, yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. kind of the, the what the omelet was raised in. And then he goes to join this ragtag berserkers, and then you know, it's just like okay, all I know is kind of this fundamentalist kind of get revenge at all costs, family honor above all. But it yes. turns out. Yeah, kids, even even when you're a kid, the world seems more black and white yes. than it is. And then when he's an adult, he comes to find out, oh, man, all this was right. bullshit. I'm going to go have a naked fight with my <laughs> I'm gonna uncle. Fight, I'm going to fight naked in a volcano. Now, that is <laughs> moments yes. of, again, like you're saying. He has the high ground. <laughs> authenticity. Where, yes, that was an actual practice that they would do. They would uh, solve personal disputes in these bloody one-on-one naked battles, right? But let's say again. Like we're talking about with these moments of surrealism that the Green Knight had, 
where the greatest battles are the battles in your mind. This movie embraces that mm. too. It has these um, high fantasy moments in this history stuff, but it's accurate, like Jacob said, to the religion or the idea of Norse-ness in that, of course, Odin would appear. Or, of course, a ghost would yes. give him a sword covered in runes that were made of, like, a one-of-a-kind steel right. that no one had ever seen. Or, of course, a he witch. You can only unsheathe it at yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, Mike. Oh, my God. Mike. Yes. He literally fights people with yes. it stuck in the, the sheath yes. because and it's a magic sword. to get it out who gives it back to him because he thinks it's worthless. Right. Gets frustrated. Amazing, amazing, yeah. When he's just hitting people well, with the Well, that's what I really like. like. What are you doing? This movie's not, great. No, not yeah. in the previews, that Jake. Mix I of, mean, this uh, was not advertised as this. Right. No. No, but that, that mix of, you know, it's no. not a documentary, and then it's not, like, trying to be, take an objective look at what life was like, but it's mixing the historical accuracy with this, like, spiritualism in such a way where it's like, this is kind of like what it would be like to experience this if you were this person like. living in this time, seeing visions and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. The way you would kind of understand it, too, to me, because it's just all based on the religious yeah. framework. You're sure. tripping on some mushrooms. It yeah. must be a religious thing. Uh, right. This is real. So, like, in the end, when, you know, Anya Taylor-Joy doses them with mushrooms, right, and they think they're, like, fighting He's demons possessed. at night or whatever, and they're, like, fighting themselves. Yeah. Uh, the Yeah, with the thing with the Dark Souls boss... I was a little confused. I was like, yeah. So basically this he witch tells him to go to a Draugr, to a, to a cairn, right? Which is like Skyrim, of course, as Colin Draugr's pointed out yesterday. Draugr's are the villains, too. Uh, mm. Yeah. And that was, that's a real historical thing. You know, a Draugr is like a Viking mummy, basically. Sure. They would have these, these cairns. Yeah. Uh, cool. So he goes, but I'm just thinking like, how, wait, okay. So where do you, how did you know where to go? There's a special sword that it, no one knew about. It but this, really falls apart when you're hard like, to follow. wait, this isn't even the original place they were all from. It's just some farm in some other part of the place. And they're like, yeah, of course. And he's familiar with it all. Right. And he knows like that when you say meet at the gates of hell, that means something to him, a guy who's never been here before in your life. And you're like, I guess. Well, you know, yeah, Paul, right? I was looking that up too. And again, that is true. There's a volcano in that leads uh, to hell? you know Iceland that they call it's called yes. like Helica or something and they oh. and they called it the sure. gates of hell because it was uh of you know course. that's what they called it so which is so they literally cool, believe that's like, like the entrance to their hell because you know it's volcanic it's famous for hot springs and and stuff like that you know but you don't think of it in the Viking context which is like cold and wet and or snowy and muddy or rainy but like also there's you a volcano think, and like yeah, what a, what do you think hmm, okay Vikings what a primal snow, force Thor lava yeah you're right Mike like it is you're like hmm. yeah yeah I never think of lava but it's it is a thing yeah and that's cool that that's yeah. now added to yeah. the myth though it's like you know. I'm I'm here for it, Mustafar. Maybe. Of course, at one point, like his grand hope is, I'm gonna do all this shit. One of my kids, because I know you having twins. I smell you. I'm a Viking. Like, like, trust me. Like, I know what's Mm -hmm. going on inside your body. I'm like, I'm on mushrooms right now, and I'm on mushrooms. (laughs) Like, you're gonna have twins. And I'm a wolf. One of them's gonna be called the Maiden King, who I looked it up. Who's like a Russian fairy tale. You're like, what the fuck? Who knows what this is? But my whole hope is, Mm -hmm. you'll have that life. I will die. And then an angel wearing braces, a Valkyrie, will take me up to heaven. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. okay, great. I do that have was a, confusing to me. I know yes. about the braces. <laughs> what? I look what do you know? 
I had to know. They had braces. Because when I was looking up artwork for the podcast to to make it, I saw a picture of the Valkyrie again. I'm like, that's right, braces. So I Googled it. And uh, some Vikings, and this is a recent anthropological discovery, they would file like channels into their teeth, the front of their teeth, and then fill it with like a resin from a tree that's either black or red to look more intimidating. Oh. And so to do it with a Valkyrie, they're gold and like more majestic oh, than a regular weird. human would do <laughs> okay. it. So that is a recent in the last 15 years, they said. And there's other things, too, like um, the tunic that Almond's wearing. It's like that's something they discovered in the last 10 years. Like that's an example of a period accurate sure. tunic, like the design of right. it and the style of the, you know, it's like. So they're really just trying to bring everything, the most modern kind of anthropological things and the other one too is there's like one female captain or something and there was one known female like war chief viking right in in history and like that's really hard to do in that society so that's really badass but there was only one on record Mm. so the vikings tv show that has a lot of like warrior women and stuff very cool Girls get it done, but not just, historically hey, accurate. You know, badass. Just because you mentioned that. According to the fossil record, you know, yeah. It has that whole History Channel show. It has this new Netflix thing. None of us watch that. Jacob, you... you. We have Thor coming yes. out now, too. There's a lot J- of Norse Jacob, stuff you, happening. Jacob, you watch you know? that other well, thing. Listen, What's I wanted, that Netflix thing called? Okay. Yes, and I was going to... I was going to mention oh, that again. Yes. Uh, I've mentioned it on this podcast before. Okay. The Last Kingdom on Netflix. That one, yeah. I think it's better than Vikings. I never really got into Vikings. I watched a little bit when it first, you know, was on really? years ago, I think. But I watched people a little of the first season. It. Wasn't super into it. Some people like it, but you know what? The Last Kingdom. I'm telling you guys, if you like the Northmen, check it out. It's not as intense at all times, but it's it's and you know they're dealing with a more TV budget. But I think it has very high production values for the budget that it has. I mean, it was a show that was started by the BBC mm-hmm. and I think Netflix took over the producing after season three. Uh, but it's a five season run. Season five was the last season just came out this year and it's based on uh, this same time period, the late, you know, ninth century, uh, the Danes, mm-hmm. which were the Vikings coming into England, conquering different parts of England. And it's about the Danes versus mm. the Saxons, I was say right? The, the Anglo, but it's the, the Saxons. Saxons. The mm. Celts are there too. They're, you know, there's, they're more in the, the sure. Ireland or Scotland. There's Northumbria, there's Mercia, Mercia there's Wessex. Uh, there's all these wow. different, you know, parts of the British Isles, right? And it deals with King Alfred the Great, who was the first, who was the king of Wessex, who became the first king of unified England when he unified all the different tribes of, yes. Mm. Uh, But it follows this guy named Uhtred, who's kind of a uh, historical, you know, conflagration of different uh, characters. Like he takes different traits from different real characters, but he's sort of a assembled from different characters, but his name is Uhtred, son of Uhtred, who was born. Same name. uh, That yeah, works. and okay. he, so he, uh, that that was kind of popular in the time. Mike, you know, son of Mike, like, yeah, yeah. Mike, son of Mike, yeah. You wanted your family name to live on, uh, but he was born to you know he's born a Saxon who then his father was killed by Danes who were conquering his lands, and he was ended up being raised by mm. Danes. So he kind of has a leg in both sides. He gets and some, kind of ties to the he gets Saxons and the Danes, joy. but it's also betrayed by both of them. Sort of adopted Uh, by the people who beat you, right?
Exactly. So he starts out, interestingly, so he, he runs away. He starts out mm. as a slave to the people that conquered him. But the the guy that conquered him, Ragnar, uh, grows to love him like a son and basically makes him his son. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's talk about that. Great. Now, what would you guys yeah. be? Let's just say we're back then. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to be a Viking. I'm going to be a Celtic slave. I'm going to be... I'm going to be, to be a, pe- a shepherd yeah. who, as like a four-year-old, was <laughs> stolen by a guy who looks like our friend Adam, who was just like taken onto a boat, yes, and yes. they're just like, yes. you are ours now, right? Wouldn't wouldn't you guys be too? And you know, again, at this time, yeah, you, slavery in this period, you know, obviously no. wasn't based on race. No, you know, no. Anyone could be a slave to anyone else. It was mainly yeah. being conquered. If you're conquered by other people, you no. would become their slave if you were deemed useful enough to work. Uh, otherwise, you'd just be put in a building and you know yeah, set on fire. Basically, Joe would like, be right. Right. We have no He'd be use for you. He'd be taken by these <laughs> and people. If, yeah, yeah. And if we leave you alive, you know, we know you're yes. going to revenge us because so we love revenge. And, you know, we can't. <laughs> oh. You're either working yeah. for us or you're you're not <laughs> living. Yeah, that's why it. they can't let no. the little boys go. You know, but because boy, they, they took all but the that's, women. But um, that is historically accurate too. You know, a lot of you know um viking you know people would just come and sack a town for resources and stuff and be like all right cool we got our labor force let's let's go it's ours um now. it's kind yeah. of where you get these but spite your nose to save right. your face and we do get somebody with their nose getting cut off so exactly yeah um but the last kingdom that's why i think it's so interesting because you have all the danes which are the vikings coming over to england conquering new lands but then some of them are trying to become kind of allied with the saxons or in different ways there's a famous uh uh, Viking warlord who was uh, Christianized. I don't know what the, what the word converted, is called. But, uh, converted, yes, yes. yes he was converted yes. by Alfred the Great into Christianity and became, you know, the Lord of of oh, Mercia God. for a long time. Huh. So, um, so basically, at different points, Uhtred is pledged his allegiance to different factions, but is also betrayed by different factions. He goes back and forth a lot, but it's. I think it's very historically accurate for. You know, again, with the budget they're working with, I think they, they did a really good job. And you can compare it to Game of Thrones kind of with the plotting and stuff. Uh, but at least, you know, this show didn't ruin its ending. So it's maybe even better than Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, right, in some right. Ways. But well, that's interesting. I would say if you, I don't know, yeah, if you like that era, if you like the Northmen a lot, if you like Viking history, if you're interested to learn more about it, Check out The Last Kingdom because it is very historically accurate. Probably the next best lot. example, you'd probably argue. And th- yeah. that's another thing, too. Robert Eggers mentioned in like the first part of the scripting, like they were like, oh, yeah, when he goes to Rus, originally that was going to be like the British Isles. Uh-huh. And him and Alexander Skargar mm-hmm. was like, we've done that a lot in media. Let's do that's, something yeah. different. So that's when they switched well, it to Well, that's a big Rus. thing that was happening at the time because yeah, yeah. kind of everyone wanted the British Isles. They're kind of very oh, yeah. fertile land for crops and stuff. They're so everyone wanted to and they're defensible because it's yeah, a freaking again, island. You would just grab <laughs> right, skinny right. little guys like me and you'd just be like, and away we go. And you'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. I think we'd probably all be slaves or peasants Easily. of some kind. Oh no! I, would, I, I checked my twenty-three and me. I have zero Scandinavian blood. The closest I have is Switzerland oh, yeah. at like twelve percent. So I'm not. I'm not a Viking stock. I would be working no. for them. Yeah. Yeah, they'd come conquer our village and put us to work. You know, breaking up rocks. Well, that's or what the Normandy region of France is. It's that's where the Normans landed and conquered the mm. no- Norway. Mm. Norman, Norway. come on, people, put it together. You know, you can do it. The Danes, right. Denmark, the land of right? Rus. That's you know, Russia, you know? Russia, Ukraine area. So they the Slavs, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, so they're touching on some new stuff that we've never seen in a Viking film because it's accurate. We've done the Britain stuff before. Um, 
like even the haircut that he does later, like a lot of Vikings would have a bowl cut. They tried to do like mm. like a proper nerdy bowl cut. They said it didn't look good, so they kind of give him like that's a cool, cool boy bowl, bowl, you know, bowl cut. Yeah. But that's more accurate too than the long hair, which I was bummed yes. when he cut it. Looks but apparently right. that's not the most accurate. Beard, sure, sure, but the long hair, not not generally the standard. See, in The Last Kingdom, there's a lot of like undercut type, cooler hairstyles Ew. than they maybe actually had, but... I can kind of forgive him for that. Also, the main character yeah. wears eyeliner a lot. No, I think that's just to yeah, make him yeah, look yeah. cooler. We love that. I don't know if they're really doing but that. But I see a yeah. lot of that guy who plays the character is called Loki on that Viking show. He's like the fan favorite character. He is all mm. eyeliner, Jacob. So I, I don't know. Wait, wait. Mm. Loki, wait. And, are you talking about Ragnarok, the Netflix modern? Ragnar Loki. That Loki wears eyeliner a lot, too. Is that true? In the Ragnarok, which is the modern that's day true. kind of interpretation of these myths which is a netflix, netflix show right? yeah also so, on netflix yeah so yeah there's a lot of norse stuff i guess is is the point yeah but check out the northman check I, out the last yeah Kingdom. and i recommend, the recommend the last Warrior. Kingdom up to this point was my favorite viking film antonio banderas plays the persian who meets mm. the vikings has to fight the, the cave bear clan monsters or whatever it's a whole thing um got some witches in it too oh way less accurate but pretty fun pretty fun uh but i think this is definitely the best viking movie at least you know by current standards you know the Mm. that this being the north man (laughs) let me be clear interesting yeah all right well i say we get out of here then let's go we're gonna do one final segment we're going to do a new segment on here dun 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 it's called a collins quiz that's right guys It's it's a little quiz. I put together a little quiz where you two will be facing off against each other for points. Each question will be worth one point unless I otherwise dictate. You will buzz in by saying buzz buzz. Or I guess we can come up with maybe something like... You could could say like Valhalla or something. How how does that sound? We got a hand thing too. We could... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I want to hear you. I want to hear you scream it out. yeah, okay. Slancha. Yeah, give me give me something. Or school give me some or, yeah. Viking words. Gotcha. So, uh, the premise of the quiz here. Yes, we are talking about Vikings, but there is another historical adventuring type, I would say, being talked about in the news right now because hmm. one of them is being maybe persecuted. That's right. Pirates are back because maybe a very famous pirate is trying to win a divorce case right oh. now against his wife to keep wow. a lot of his money. <laughs> oh, so wow. we're okay. going to do That's a, a little <laughs> segment since this movie's out at the same time called Viking or Pirate. Okay. Now the premise of this quiz. I'm going to be asking you questions about movies. Similar yeah. occupations. Uh, TV shows. Pop culture stuff. You guys will either answer with Viking or pirate of what am I talking about? What is what is the question referring to, right? Mm. Uh, and there will be chances for extra points inside these questions. You guys kind of get the premise? Yeah, yeah. So should we settle right. on the same command word? Yes, um, <laughs> absolutely. And what, what normies, you, please play at home too. What do you think, Jake? Skull, skull? Skull. That's, that's what they what say in the movie here. at the beginning. Skull. They say skull. Skull. All right. That's what Vikings say. I think you guys should howl. Skull. 
Uh, that won't get annoying <laughs> by question five. Or fart or burp. Yeah. <laughs> or fart or burp. Your choice. Either you, yeah, yeah. That's All right, great. So you're going to say skull to buzz in. And again, you're telling me the answer of whether this is about pirates or about Vikings. Okay. Question okay. number one. I'm ready. This fictional identity is revealed to be used by multiple men in the classic film, The Princess Skull. Bride. Uh, first Mike. of all, do we have to wait for all the question to be finished? Oh. Uh, but I, I know it's pirate. No, you do not. You do not. <laughs> I didn't know if we were doing no, Jeopardy Do you in Jeopardy okay. you have to? You have to wait for the question to be done? You have to wait oh, until okay. he finishes that asking the, the question. That will be the way we'll do it then. We can use that as a warm-up if we want. I believe you said pirate. Pirate. Dread Pirate Roberts, Pirate is the correct answer. Ding! Mike, great answer. I'm not even left-handed. Dredd Pirate Roberts. Roberts. That was my extra point question was, oh, shit. I'm uh, sorry. What, can you give me the full name of that title? So we're going to skip it. Neither so that's the warm-up. So there I we go. That too. You guys okay. are saying that. Very cool. And don't, I don't know Princess Bride before he asks. <laughs> Noted. That's right. This is the first time right. for us on Collins Quiz, but now I know we're, the rules. I apologize. We're getting it, right? See one kind of cool? Now, I worry because Mike's referenced this movie several times already. So get ready. (laughs) (laughs) In the film, The 13th Warrior, Muslim ambassador exiled from his homeland, Ahmad Ibn Fadlan, played by Antonio Banderas, finds himself stranded on a ship full of... Skull. Vikings. (laughs) Mike gets a point. (laughs) So Antonio Banderas, a Mm -hmm. Hispanic man... Played a Persian That's right. in a Viking. Okay. Is that what you're telling me? Um, Jacob, have you seen 13th Warrior by John McTiernan? Of course, the director of I Die not. Hard. I have not. It's fun. It's, it's no, I have fine. Not. That sounds great, know. though. It's That's fine, Mike. I think it's, it's a fun fish out of water. And trust me, there's <laughs> sure. nothing more egregious than Short Circuit, which is our generation's uh, Genghis Khan. That's right. So. <laughs> yes, John Wayne and Genghis Khan. Wow. Right. Yeah. Uh, the extra point on that one, can anyone tell me, ding in by saying Skull again, uh, the leader of that crew that he finds himself with? I don't remember. Th- I've watched this movie about eight months ago. But Ragnar I don't remember his name. No, it is not. It That's is not Ragnar Lothlock. It's amazing that you know that. Is it a famous Viking? Do we know? anybody? Any other guess other than that? <sighs> Leif Erikson. Good guess. No. Uh, I can't think of any That's right now. Think of. It is Beowulf. That is a Beowulf movie. That's oh, Beowulf. Oh, Beowulf. man. They go so, up against uh, Grendel's mother at one point. A person right. says, I am empowered by the power of my mother. You, it's supposed to be implied that he's it's Angelina Jolie. So another kind That's of right. classic literary visiting of a Viking story. Interesting. Right. Uh, question number three. Hiccup is an unusual name for someone in this kind of crew. Jacob Skull. Uh, I'll say Ooh, pirate. Wrong. Oh, geez. So it's Viking. Oh, I, I don't get a point, but <laughs> I, I, I guess I guess it there just could misses. be a pirate named uh, yeah. Extra point. Can anybody tell me what that series is referring to? Hmm. So Vikings hmm. hiccup. Vikings hiccup. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just gonna guess hmm. Skull. I'm gonna guess a Viking movie. Um, it's got to be wrong. Valhalla Rising. Wrong. Okay. Yeah. I'm not Jacob, making no it guess. to Valhalla. Um, I, you know, that would I have no be idea. the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. Hiccup oh. is, of course, the lead human oh. character, a Viking who meets a bunch of dragons. Now that you're saying it, I do know Man. that his name is okay. Hiccup. So I'm mad. I'm mad we, that I didn't. We think should of that maybe do something with that. that franchise. I've never seen any one of those. Mike, have you? I've never seen them. I've seen, seen the first one. Heart. 
<laughs> I wish. I wish that was a sequel to that's Dragon. That's the training your dragon. That's more like training your human. But all right, question four. This is fun. Yeah, continue. We ready? Mm-hmm. Turner, Swan, Sparrow. Would the birdie protagonist of this franchise be more at home on land or at sea? Skull. Pirates. That's see. a mic first. Pirates, because pirates. of course, the pirates again, life. Everybody can me. tune in. The name of that franchise I was just referencing is the Pirates of the That's right. Extra point to Jacob. Yes. It's crazy because Jack Sparrow is currently being tormented by the lady from Aquaman. That's right. <laughs> wow. Mara, leave um, him alone. You know, there's that new pirate yeah. show. On HBO, Taika Waititi, uh, this yes. Our Flag Means Death, which is about some real John historical Steed figures. John Steed and uh, Blackbeard, yes. Uh, uh, a very interesting yes. show. Hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll follow it up with a, a little more pirate talk. Maybe We've never week. done all the Pirates movies either, so who knows? No, and I'm always throwing out When that ship will now, set sail. True. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's time. Now, I said Swan yeah. and Sparrow, and I said Birdie protagonist. Now, Will Turner is the other protagonist, uh, mm-hmm. Orlando Bloom. Does anyone know what the bird reference is there in his name? Ha, huh, there's a bird reference in Will Turner. Um... This is intentional by the screenwriter. All three of the protagonists Turner are named bird. after birds. Yes, he's right. a, a Turner. But you have heard of me. So Jack Sparrow, Elizabeth Swan. But you have divorced me. Yeah. <laughs> but you have. Pooped on my bed. Um, <laughs> Will Turner. What's Turner? Uh, we love you, Johnny. Or maybe we don't. We'll see at the end of this case. If we we'll like wait for not. the proceedings to carry out. Yes. Spicy. <laughs> um, yeah, who knows? What's a bird that's a Turner? Oh, oh, bird, mm. bird. There's like, no, I, I don't know. You know, I don't. It know. is What's a, a seafaring bird, like a seagull, called a tern. T e r n, unlike his oh. name T u r n. Oh, you've never I've heard of big those, O. I, I was thinking of like oh, a king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, is there a kingfisher and he's doing something thematically? It's like a. Is there like a swordfish bird? I'm like, I, I couldn't. That's right. Yeah. We're dumb. Now, this is a two-point question. You don't have to give me both answers, but if you ding in, give me two shots at it, I will award you a point if you get one of them right as well. Gotcha. And this is not... It's breaking the usual format, I should say, too. Hmm. Name one of the Assassin's Creed games for each of the genres of pirate or Viking. Skull, Skull, Jacob. Okay. I can do both right now. Black Flag and Ding, wow. ding, ding. Two points yes. to Jacob. I, okay. I know those okay. games. This is our... Yeah, are we tied oh, up? Is this it? I haven't it's been keeping close. track. Um, oh, what is this? Just to. a second. Oh, he's got let, it. Let me, let me ask you guys real quick. Now, Mike, Jacob and I, we fucks with those Assassin's Creed's. Do you mess around with those at all? Yeah, only yes. the one that's called Shadow of Mordor. Because <laughs> it's very, True. very you similar. like learning about history. Yeah. You said baby game earlier. They you actually can learn yeah. a lot about history yes, with some I would of those be games. interested to play the Viking one. You never have, Jacob? Mm-hmm. I haven't. The last one I played yes. was Odyssey, which is about yes. Greece, obviously, but the there's Egypt a lot of historical accuracy they, in those mm-hmm. games, surprisingly. Yeah, even like the Revol- yeah. American Revolution one, there's obviously the French one, so. Yeah, I don't think that American yeah, Revolution was very what happened, though. popular, though. <laughs> um, yeah, but the Black Flag 
was one that I played from a few years ago, which is the pirate one. That one was very fun too. If there's not a lot of pirate games out there, right? There's there's Sea of Thieves now, which is popular. Yes. But uh, if you want a historical pirate game, Black Flag and still also, holds up. And also, because I had to look this up, there is literally Jacob just an Assassin's Creed called Assassin's Creed Pirates. Hmm. Oh wow! They got their creative team really must dialed be an in. Older that day. One. <laughs> Look, yeah. Black Flag yeah. is hard enough to come up with. Can't we just call the next one Space or you know, yeah. like uh, Desert <laughs> Assassin's Creed on a boat? Does that mean Last I won? Last question here, close, because Jacob, you've got three. Mike has two. Oh, I'm going to make this last one because it's the hardest. A two-point question, giving Mike the chance to win here. Otherwise, you dominate, I can okay? Deal. Oh, no. So, okay. should we like this get naked hard. and go to a volcano before you ask I, this? <laughs> I think you should do a little wrestling. Yes. I think there should be way too much smoke to the point where this me is... watching, I think, like, how would you film this without getting sick? <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I, I, it's You'd funny because we did mention. It in. Oh yeah, no. That's, that's for the the crew's wearing respirators, just not the actors. So we're gonna be fine. No, we did mention we were brothers yeah. in the beginning. Well, we're having a showdown to, to the death, down to the yes. last here. So it's, and did and did you see Robert right. Eggers fought for what he called as much penis as possible? But he was like, no, we we had to film it in thongs. <laughs> Digitally, I kept being like, let's put some huge mm. dicks in there. And they're like, no, you get like just it's all shadows. So. We're not Eastern uh-huh. promises. Well, what that, that, I mean, obviously that oh, movie's yeah, got to be rated 100%. R. Right? Yeah, yeah. But do you, is there nudity? But I guess there's do so you, much they can I, do before it becomes Is there Anya Taylor-Joy nudity? I think there might be, right? You see like a little bit of There is, butt, I mean, but yeah. yeah see, nothing else. No, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's tastefully yeah. done, I would say it's tastefully done. when she's like done. 16 years old, so bummer. Well, you see freaking um, Alexander Stargard's butt in this too, so we're all good. Equal butt showing. Yeah. There's all, there's, yeah, yeah there's yeah. both genders of nudity. Both uh, genders of right. butt in this film. Last question. Are we ready, <laughs> boys? Love to see it. Yeah. Mike, are you going to pull ahead? Give me a... <laughs> <laughs> and a fart. Are you going to pull ahead? Are you oh, the no. pup or the prince? <laughs> uh, I'm ready. Are you the I cub? am the bear wolf. Yeah. <laughs> this group of baddies, and because it's a showdown, obviously, you guys can just keep buzzing in to answer. Like, if one of you mm. misses, keep, just keep buzzing in. Whoever okay. gets it first, I would say, to, to, to win the point. Noted. This group of baddies, led by Professor Busby, were unmasked in an episode of the new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show. Hmm. Jacob. Skull. Wait, Wrong. pirates? Skull, Vikings. <laughs> oh. Wrong. What? Oh. Pirate Vikings. A question. Pirate Vikings? Or Skull Pirate Vikings? <laughs> Viking Jacob just got it. Oh, what? <laughs> the wording oh, wow. from it's not the pirate website Vikings, was it's Viking, pirates. Viking Pirates. A band ah, of I people said pirate in mass, Vikings. they are sure. Viking Pirates. So does that mean they're actually pirates I posing mean, as Vikings? Uh, here's my question. How do you do a Scooby-Doo episode where the word ghosts just isn't automatically in whatever your villain of the week is? <laughs> it should be Viking Pirate Ghosts. Right. Yes, ghost exactly. Pirates. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Also, Vikings are essentially just pirates yeah, on land. Yeah. And sometimes they have boats, sometimes. too. But they're just two different cultures that kind of do the same well, well, thing. The they're thing just with, both barbarian the thing with raiders. pirates right? is, uh, you know, they're kind of working in international waters and, you know, outside of jurisdiction. Whereas yeah. Vikings are just going straight to your jurisdiction and saying, fuck you. 
Yes, <laughs> that's true. And then you also had privateers, which were basically yes. state-sanctioned pirates. Yeah, by, go you know, steal France or Spain, Spain stuff. Yes. Can <laughs> yeah. well, can Vikings be privateers? Yeah. Was my question. Watching the whole thing, I guess if, they're in the employ of somebody as those berserkers, be, yeah. right? <laughs> like that guy says, yeah, yeah. "I found you." Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. mercenaries. Well, Colin, let me ask you this. I have. Oh, congratulations, my, my Jacob, by the way. Northman Ooh. fun fact. Congratulations. No. You ascended no, to Mike. Quiz. We'll see you um, in hell. That was Colin's. Uh, <laughs> man. Thank God. I'll be in the field. Thank Jacob, Odin. Put your braces uh, on. And Go Freya. say hi to Odin for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to lay down in the volcano like a um, schmuck. <laughs> I have an extra credit question for the the uh, presenter oh, wow. and my contestant, my opponent here. Uh, this was my mm. Northman fun fact, and I want to see if you guys can get the second part of this. So my fun fact was uh, in this cast in the Northman, there are four different actors who were in Game of Thrones at one point. Whoa. Okay. Uh, c- can now, you name now, one Jacob, or any? Oh, yeah, Mike, on. I, wa- I wanted to tell you this. Ralph mm-hmm. Innocent, who plays the Green Knight, who is, yes. of course, famous yes. for being in The Witch, uh, Robert Eggers' first movie, as the lead character, essentially, yes. is in this movie. Who, that is who does one he of play? Them. I could not spot him the entire time, though. Oh, he plays Dagmar oh. Clefjaw <laughs> oh, in Game of Thrones. No, oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, you're, you're asking I, who is he in this if movie? If you told me Dagmar <laughs> Clefjaw was somebody in The Norseman, I would have been like, absolutely. He's also so in, in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. He's a troll, Mike. Just um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's it's like a law that he has to be in every yes. period piece of this kind, any he's medieval kind of period Knight. piece. He has to show up because he just he just well, works Robert so Eggers well. Brings a lot of his alumni back period. too, like Willem yes. Dafoe with the lighthouse. So yes. it's a little bit of both things. Yeah, but Ralph Innocent, I mean, he just looks like he would fit in. Like he's oh, yeah. from medieval. He's got a good voice too. But yeah, but the uh, rest, the rest, great voice. Um, uh, I can't. But Colin, I will tell yes. you who he was in this movie. Uh, the end, when they go on that boat, he's the captain of that boat with like the weird mustache. Oh, he's the guy like a different who's look like, than he normally oh, has. they yeah. say like, if you do this, you ask and you say your friend of George or whatever. And they're like, okay. That yeah. goofball at the end with the shaved head of the mustache. So he doesn't mustache. show up until the very end. Yeah. Whoa. But he is in it. And he was in Game of Thrones. So that's one of the actors. There's another actor that was also in The Green Knight and Green Game Knight of Thrones. and Game of Thrones. So, Jesus can, Christ. Yes. Can you, you know, name Game of Thrones? I know the mountains. <laughs> the skull. I don't know his name because I'm that bad. That was the mountain who plays the, mountain, the game yes. with him, right? The, the yeah. sport. Oh. Okay. I'm going to blow you guys' mind. Two actors that played the mountain oh, were in what? this movie. <laughs> Because there were three different actors that oh, played the mountain right. in Game of Thrones era, dude. There are two. So the second, the second uh, actor to play yeah. the mountain in Game of Thrones was played the Draugr in this what? movie, and then the third actor was the guy in the game who is yes. a very famous uh, Scandinavian so, strong. So, so in this question, where you challenge Half us Thor, to. Yes. Name four actors that have been in Game of Thrones. Three of them played the same character. <laughs> yes. In the answer. No, no, two, two of them played the same character. Two, two of them okay, were in another medieval movie. <laughs> that's right. In, in The Green Knight. So one of them is Ralph uh, Innocent. Two of them were two different actors that played the mountain of the three actors oh, in of Game of Thrones gotcha. that played the mountain. The fourth one, the fourth one is an actress named Kate Dickey, who hmm. uh, was the queen in The Green Knight, and she was. 
Callan Stark's right, sister in of Game course. of Thrones in the Eerie. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she she does a lot of medieval stuff yes. too. She's got that medieval yes. look to her, so she wow. shows up in a lot of wow. stuff. Uh and she was one of these slaves at the uh you know at farm, the, yeah. the farm. Huh. Uh but it, it, yeah, Wild. so four different actors from Game of Thrones crossover. were in this movie. Two of them were in Green Knight. Two of them were and again the similar. Like you're not <laughs> yes. in the Game of Thrones so much, but it is a medieval setting. But you know, Green Knight as a retelling and restructuring of kind of a conventional story structure that, that we're used to. Very cool. Yeah. Yes. The only thing I was surprised by is that the guy that played the king in the Green Knight was also not in this movie because he's yeah. in a lot of medieval stuff and he's an actor that oh, I always oh, like. He was really good in it, yeah. Well. He scares but I, me. I, I think no. it's, um, John it's, Harris. I think that's it. But you can... Um, yes. I think you can watch The Northman. He was in... Oh, sorry. I don't want to... Tell me Tell me your fun fact about what oh, movie he's in. in the Mission Impossible movies. No, that guy that's was in Mission Impossible, yes. That's how I got <laughs> it in my mind, obviously. <laughs> obviously. No, no, no. The other... Just lots of fun there facts. There are cool a lot of fun facts. facts. Like, uh, you know, coming up next week, perhaps we'll be talking about, uh, let's say, an Ethan Hawke or, you know, this maybe a Willem Dafoe. There's a multiverse out there now, this too. There's a lot of people connected to a lot of things that are happening. But I was just saying, I think Green Knight and this are two good kind of almost a very d- depressing double feature where they're, they're both kind of morality tales yes. and they're both examining masculinity. Like, what is it to be a righteous knight? And what yes. is it to be a man? Is it a vengeance rage monster? Maybe not. And so it's kind of looking at these ideas of what we think honor and manliness yeah. and things are. And they're kind of meditative in that way. And so let me ask you this as a final thought slash question here. Uh, which one did you like better? The Green Knight yeah, uh, movie? And, uh, let me Come just on, say, Mike, real quick, that just because Jacob said as we were sitting down, hey, you know, Mike saw this. He said he likes Green Knight better. And I was like, oh, I didn't know so the answer kind of, Mike I had that Discord question in my head the entire time as it was going anyway. But that's like my favorite mm. movie that year. So it's yes. I'm biased. But yeah. Mm. But where do you land, Colin? I... I am with you because in the same way that Jacob said the maximalism before of Robert Eggers, this film, I think, does a disservice to the performances sometimes because it is like all killer, no filler, baby. Let's cut everything out that's like an unexciting moment and basically have just a guy screaming and howling the entire time. And you're kind of like, yeah, but that makes everybody seem crazy. <laughs> so I like yeah. Green Knight sort of asking me about myself opposed to me watching like someone say like, well, what if you just turned into a bear, Colin? And I'd be like, yeah, that is an interesting yeah. question. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, you yeah. know, obviously the action in this one There's is a lot. like no action in There's Green Knight. There's a lot Knight, more. Hardly, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah. the Green Knight is a much slower kind of it's more not an action contemplative movie. Yeah. movie right? It's an adventure movie, but not an action yeah. movie. Yes. I will say, so, you know, recently I've been using Letterboxd more, uh, reviewing movies on there, rating movies just for my own personal... Structuring the hierarchy. You know, yeah. enjoyment. Uh, yeah, but there's a five-star system on there, and there's half stars, and I like to use it as like a scale of one to ten. So five stars for me is like a perfect movie. Four and a half is like basically a masterpiece still. Four is like a very good movie. So basically, I consider anything two and a half up to be average or mm-hmm. better than average, right? But... You know, 
for the Green Knight, I would give a four oh. and a half stars. This movie, I would give a four stars. Hmm. So I would say Green Knight a little bit I'm better, but both very interesting. Enjoyable no, me. I'm I'm on board with you there because I think there's things that you can't take away from Robert Eggers and the craft. I mean, some of these long takes where the camera starts on land, ends up on a boat, or these long takes of the action scenes are incredible, right? But there's just something I did feel yeah. like, yeah, cut out anything that's filler. Like I think this thing could have been 20 minutes longer and had a little more time to develop. I, personally, I would have done that. Um, mm. So yeah, it's just yeah. slightly blow it, but I think they're kind of an interesting pairing if you were to do a double again, feature. Again, if totally, there was totally. just a monologue that I understood every word to, I would maybe lean more towards this movie. But because of that detriment mm. where I'm like, yeah. I like, there's not a lot of talking when there is talking, it's screaming when there is talking, it's mumbling and there's again not a lot of talking right i just kind of need more so yeah yeah to me it's a quintessential four-star film which is like one tier below the the masterpieces to me and it's the same rating i gave the uh the witch the witch which is another movie that i liked i I haven't seen the lighthouse yet but i'd like to see we were just talking about (laughs) david lowry we were just talking about green knight uh robert eggers um uh, the the midsummer guy whose name I can't Ari Arid what, what's his name Ari Aster Ari Aster midsummer and hereditary guys yep. who it's like I guess it's a new horror Jacob, kind of sh- shut movement. down the genre ness of it all let's even throw him in, in maybe even Jordan yeah. Peele even though he's more experienced in a different way right shut down the genre ness yeah. of it all the mm. comment I made to him was was I guess everyone's just good at making movies now. Like, there really just is no one out there because everyone you see is like, this is the one. The psychological deaths this guy is mining out of these two people being in a lighthouse. And you're like, look, every right. movie cannot be the 10 out of 10. Like, it's just, we're going to hit this explosion. I'll even throw the Safety yes, brothers that's in a there. Perfect you know? mm. It's kind of that yes. A24. Yes. Uh, aesthetic that a, a lot of these filmmakers these people are coming even if they make different it's kinds of movies it's not A24 yes. like the Green Knight is but it it's has not A24 the but it feels like, like an A24 I said to Jacob yeah. while we were sitting down you know this isn't A24 and Jacob said really I wonder who it is and when Focus came up in my mind I went interesting because <laughs> yes. that's like Edgar Wright to me yeah. you know what I mean that's like that's yeah, like, that's yeah. like a, a right. foreign I was like oh this is like a British you know this is interesting yeah. another kind of art tour yeah yeah, and, and mm-hmm. it's it's cool to see. Like, I'm glad that these movies are coming out. I don't think they do as well financially as they this deserve. This one's not. We should. Say. This movie was struggling. Although A24 does have a big hit on their hands in yes. 2022, Everything Everywhere. Oh, okay, yes. so uh, hold it has on. Great we word almost had to double so, feature yeah. that. We, Mike. We got out oh, of this motherfucker, crazy. Jacob, immediately. I got to hit the bathroom. And I'm like, absolutely. I'll be over here. I get my little phone out. <laughs> That's what every I do every time, time a movie ends, basically. Literally the one next to us was everywhere, all the time, always, whatever Everything, it's called. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. As everybody's coming E's. out, it is just pair of people who look exactly like Jacob and I, two white guys, followed by two white guys, followed by two white guys, <laughs> who are all saying the same thing of, yo, that was the best movie I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like, yo, that was crazy. That was so good. And you're just like, amazing. Cinema yeah. is amazing. The Daniels throw them in that camp of people we were just saying. Well, they've got a bona fide hit on Which their hands. Great. 
it's got staying power. It's like it beat Fantastic Beasts last Amazing. week, which is insane. That like Amazing. an indie movie Those would be Sonic, like, baby, yeah. number one. We should say Sonic video game it. movie of all yeah. time. Now. All time. People love the movies right <laughs> the now. Movies and I'm back. all about it. People dude. love the movies. We've been it's missing great. that escape. The movies yeah, are back. It's cool to see something like. Yes. Everything yeah. everywhere all at once, holding the attention. I yes. still need to see it. I'm I'm dying to yes. see it. Um, there's like four A24 Gotta movies I've been it. wanting to see. I want to see Macbeth. Yeah, X, that's the issue. This, it's the highest. Yeah. See, yeah. Some, no, listeners, see the Norseman um, if you want to. I'm this yeah. isn't this. I'm not literally pushing people down to see this. But if like if this is kind of like even kind of in your bag, drink a beer, fucking. Feel like a man for a minute, like if you know, identify or whatever. You know, Take like, an a, like a Viking era man, you exactly. know, not a twenty twenty multifaceted man. <laughs> See the fucking Norseman. That's it. Yeah, I would say maybe it's yeah. not for everybody. Some people aren't going to like it that much. Um, it's very intense. Uh, and kind of unrelenting with its bashing of the senses, where it's and it like doesn't sound deliver kind of the catharsis that you would expect. With it. like you're expecting to get the revenge and feel better about it, it doesn't. It, it challenges yes. you as an audience. The twist yeah. on the formula is what I really liked about. They needed the to fix day. that uh, opening mantra though. To like, I will yeah. avenge my farmland. I will kiss my mother, and I will die with Gilner. <laughs> my mother will seduce me. <laughs> Which was an Oedipus Rex kind that of thing. She's like, insane. I just must stay yes. in power at any no. cost. I don't want to die. Look, <laughs> Nicole Kidman. I did yes, a great did job agree. in that movie. I thought like that's an insane a Nicole Kidman performance. performance. I think and everybody I did, it. but yeah, I recommend it. But it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a revenge movie that challenges what. <laughs> the value of revenge is in that life yes. cycle. So, right. Yeah. One last fun fact to leave mm-hmm. you with here. This this is insane. But Sean Harris, the oh guy we were talking about earlier, was in The King, yes. which was a, yes. another yeah. Hamlet oh, retelling. I Timothy believe he's also in those adaptations. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Incredible. So there you he go. Normies. The go see the Northmen. Go to the movies. Watch a lot of medieval stuff. It's a great time. And if you're not doing that, (laughs) obviously you're going to be listening to this podcast. So hit us up at normies underscore like underscore us, where you're going to be saying, I am listener, son of listener, and I have a comment (laughs) about the Northmen. We'll say that's great because you should leave those and like and subscribe uh, because that helps us out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You should. And then if uh, you're going to be tuning in next week, we are going to be doing a big, uh, Look at, say, some Marvel stuff. We have the end of Moon Knight and Multiverse of Madness. So keep an eye on those. And, uh, yeah, Marvel Marvel I will so avenge you, Moon Knight. <laughs> I will avenge you, Dark uh, World. I will save you, Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We need Scar. Actually, I will kill you, Ethan Hawke's character in <laughs> yeah, Moon Knight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, We've we'll been see. your host. This is uh, Colin Odin's son. Mike in here. <laughs> this is Jacob, oh. son of Jacob. Destiny is all. <laughs> if you want your That's son, what they start, say don't the, the volcano. Oh. You can <laughs> Come get your heart. Bye. That's right. right. Bye. Bye, normies. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. 
Fly, you fools.